I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hello, fit friends. I am so happy to be here with you today. It's been a few weeks since I've recorded a podcast. Life got a little crazy. It happens sometimes, but we are almost to episode 20 and I'm so excited about it. And I hope that you have been enjoying this little journey that we've been going on together. I hope that you have been finding these episodes helpful. Um, I actually got some really wonderful suggestions from some of the members over at Fit Life Academy, and I asked them what kind of topics and episodes they would like to see on the podcast. So the next few episodes are going to be topics that were pulled and picked by our Fit Life Academy members for some specific things that we can dig into that really affects our members. And I'm sure many of you listening will enjoy it as well. So let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about starvation mode. Really, we're going to be talking about or busting the myth of starvation mode. So what we will be talking about today is something called metabolic adaptation or also adaptive thermogenesis. What the fuck is that, right? (laughs) Well, let's get into it. So I wanted to do an episode on starvation mode because like I said, our members pulled and chose this topic. And the way that I outlined this episode was to be able to explain to you what starvation mode truly is. Because a lot of people think that it is something different than what it actually means. And a lot of people, when they hear starvation mode or they think that their body is in starvation mode, they get really scared that they're not going to be able to see weight loss results. And that's not necessarily the case. A lot of people think that with starvation mode, it means that their body is no longer allowing them to drop fat, that their body is holding on to their fat stores because they are eating too little or they've been eating too little. They've been dieting for a long time and they think that as they continue to diet, it gets harder, right? You hear about these weight loss plateaus, plateaus that people get into on their weight loss journey where they're losing weight, but they reach a point where they stop seeing those results. And a lot of times people blame starvation mode. A lot of times people assume that because they stopped losing weight or because they're having a hard time losing weight, that there's something wrong with their body. And in this case, these people are assuming that their body is in starvation mode where they're not able to lose the fat. So generally when people are saying starvation mode, that what they're referring to is this natural response that your body has to a long-term calorie deficit. And we've discussed a calorie deficit in this podcast several times, but for those of you that are new here, a calorie deficit is just, all that means is that you're consuming, the amount of calories that you're consuming is in a deficit, so less than what is required of your body to be able to perform or maintain its bodily functions. So again, 
being in a calorie deficit just means that you are consuming less calories than what you burn. So when you consume about the same amount of calories that you burn, you're going to be able to maintain where you're at. When you consume more calories than what your body burns, you're going to gain weight. And when you consume less calories than what you burn, you're going to lose weight. So when people try to lose weight, they restrict their calories, maybe through calorie counting or macro counting, or maybe through following a diet like Weight Watchers or Keto or Whole30, where you're eliminating, well, for some of those diets, eliminating certain food groups to get that calorie restriction. Or for Weight Watchers, it's kind of similar to calorie accounting. They just have their point system. So again, some kind of energy restriction, some kind of calorie restriction. So starvation mode, when people are referring to it, they're saying that my body is no longer... Um, my body has reduced the calories that it's expending because I have been purposefully reducing the calories that I am consuming, right? But starvation mode, although it's it, you're explaining what's occurring with metabolic adaptation, the, the symptoms or the side effects of starvation mode are what aren't necessarily true. If you are dealing with metabolic adaptation, which is truly what you're saying when you're saying that your body is in starvation mode, it is certainly a frustrating experience to be in when you're trying to lose weight, but it does not mean that you are not able to lose weight. So let's talk about metabolic adaptation. So the this is the technical term. Really, the technical term for starvation mode is adaptive thermogenesis. So it does exist, but it might not always be to blame for weight loss plateaus. So again, when you're eating fewer calories, what does happen to your metabolism is your body is worrying that you're not going to get more food soon. This is a survival mechanism for the human body, when we were hunters or gatherers, or even before that time, and we didn't have consistent access to food. So when we did come across food and we were able to consume those calories, what would happen if we went a long period of time without calories or restricting those calories, which keep in mind, we're talking about thousands of years ago, tens of thousands of years ago even, when we weren't purposely restricting calories. We weren't purposely trying to manipulate our body, our appearance. Um, you know, obesity wasn't a thing when we were hunters and gatherers. So this calorie restriction was not purposeful. So anyway, what does happen or what did happen when a human body is in that calorie restriction, when it's not getting enough calories to maintain bodily functions where it's at, it's going to compensate. It's going to adapt to the calories that you're providing it. So in this day and age, when a dieter is going into a calorie deficit, when they're purposely restricting their calories to be able to lose weight, over time, their metabolism does adapt to compensate for the lack of potential or the lack of or potential lack of food and calories. So simply put, if you are in a calorie deficit, especially for a prolonged period of time, your metabolism is going to adapt to that intake. It is going to start to slow 
down. And that's when it can become a little bit harder for you to see results. That's when people are talking about hitting plateaus. They're just reaching these points in their journey where their metabolism is adapting to the intake and they just need to make a proper adjustment, which we'll talk about in a second. But what I want to say here first is that a lot of the times people blame metabolic adaptation they, they're blaming a, a plateau on metabolic adaptation when usually what it is is just the dieter or the, the, the person, the individual trying to follow this diet, their lack of adherence. So a lot of the times people want to blame the weight loss plateau on, oh, my body's in starvation mode. I'm not able to lose weight. I'm hitting this plateau. You know, they start getting frustrated with it. It's 100% understandable, but a lot of times it isn't that adaptation. It's just simply that people start getting more lax with their adherence when they're in a diet. So after a couple of weeks, you know, the first few weeks are super motivated. You're like, I'm going to be 100% perfect, crushing meal prep, weighing your food, like whatever, you know, nutrition strategy you're following, you're following it to the T, you're rocking all your workouts. But after a few weeks, you lose some steam, you lose that motivation. It's totally normal. And you start to slack a little bit. So you start to be more lax with your nutrition. You're, you know, grazing more throughout the day, grabbing snacks at work, little uh, fr- grabbing from the candy jar, or you're starting to eat out more frequently, whatever it is, but people tend to start to be more relaxed with their dieting protocol a few weeks in. So a lot of the times when people are hitting these plateaus, it's not the adaptation that's the issue. And when we talk about metabolic adaptation, it's not something like when people describe starvation mode or think that they're in starvation mode, I think that they're they're understanding it or they're, they're looking at starvation mode from a different lens than what it truly is. Metabolic adaptation is not going to stop you from being able to see results fully. And an unfortunate example to give would be something like the Holocaust or a, a major global famine that we've seen in our history. And if you look at pictures from the Holocaust or pictures from uh, a major famine that has occurred in history, and you look at these people that have not been had access to food for such a long time that they've lost so much muscle and so much body fat to the point where some of these pictures that we see, we're we're just looking at skin and bones. So this is an example of how you know, starvation mode, if you're in that deficit and you're losing weight, you're you're not going to reach a point where you're not able to lose fat. You will continue to lose fat as you continue to eat in that calorie deficit. However, your body is adapting. So as you're in that calorie deficit and as you're losing fat, you're burning less calories overall. The longer that you're in that calorie deficit, you are burning less calories overall. So the good news here is another way to describe this, I've heard uh, people say metabolic damage instead of starvation mode. They'll say, oh, it's not starvation mode, it's metabolic damage. And I don't like that term either because when people hear damage, they think it's irreparable. And that is not the case here. So I prefer, I love metabolic adaptation because it's a reminder that you can adapt the other way. If your metabolism has slowed down with that calorie deficit, you can adapt your metabolism to be able to handle more more calories. So if you are a dieter who's in a situation where you have been in a a prolonged calorie deficit, and you want to be able to improve your metabolism, to improve your metabolic capacity, all you need to do is start bumping up those calories. So let's talk more specifically. Let's get into the nitty gritty of 
if you are somebody that might be struggling with metabolic adaptation, and if you are somebody who could benefit from improving your metabolic capacity. And by improving your metabolic capacity, what you are going to be doing is something called reverse dieting. So let's talk about who is a good candidate for reverse dieting. So if you are somebody that has been in a prolonged calorie deficit, again, what I mean by calorie deficit is that you are consuming less calories than you burn. So typically a dieter that's like calorie counting or following Weight Watchers or following some kind of nutrition protocol to lose weight is eating in a 200 to 500 calorie deficit. That's like a normal or average calorie deficit to be in per day, 200 to 500 calorie deficit per day. Anything over that is when you are starting to be in a very aggressive calorie deficit. And there are problems that can arise from being in an aggressive calorie deficit. Obviously, you're going to deal with things like lethargy, Um, You can start dealing with constipation from not getting enough fiber. You can deal with nutrition deficiencies from not getting enough vitamins and minerals overall. Um, Depression and mental health issues are a very common issue with people that are in a very aggressive, prolonged calorie deficit, deficit. So these are all side effects of being in this prolonged, aggressive calorie deficit or metabolic adaptation. When you, there is a normal amount of metabolic adaptation, right? When you're in that small or moderate calorie deficit, the 200 to 500 calories a day, you are experiencing metabolic adaptation as you continue with that deficit, but the, the side effects are going to be much more severe for the people that are doing an aggressive, so a thousand calorie deficit or 1500 calorie deficit per day, um, along with that, you know, long-term adherence to it, you're going to see a lot more adaptation and a lot more side effects from your calorie deficit. But if you are somebody that's been even in a small to moderate calorie deficit or an aggressive one, you can still benefit from a reverse diet and improving that uh, metabolic capacity. So general rule of thumb for Fit Life Academy clients is that we want to see you taking a break from your deficit every three to four months. So when I'm working with a client one-on-one that wants to lose weight, when I set them up on their plan, I let them know, hey, this is how long we are going to be doing this calorie deficit. So it depends on how much weight they are interested in losing. If somebody comes on and they just want to lose 10 pounds or, or something close to that, we're just going to set them at an eight to 12 week calorie deficit. If somebody's coming on and they have 50 or 100 pounds to lose, we'll start them at the longer, so a four month deficit take a break and then we'll do another four month deficit to lose you know the next 15 pounds or whatever it is so you want to take those breaks and what those breaks entail it's a maintenance break so you want to get yourself out of that calorie deficit right you've been dieting for whatever it is two to four months you've been in that calorie deficit it's time to bump up calories to maintenance so you're going to be consuming your maintenance calories for ideally a month preferably three months. Now, the reason being, the point of this maintenance break is a few different things. Obviously, the point is to improve metabolic capacity. 
So increasing your calories in this maintenance break is going to allow your, your body to readjust to the higher calorie intake. So now that you're giving your body enough calories to where it's matching what it burns in a day, it's able to perform bodily functions on this maintenance calorie intake. Now your body is like, oh, heck yeah, we are getting the energy that we are required to perform these bodily functions and your metabolism over time will slowly start to adapt to this higher calorie intake. But what also happens with a maintenance break is that a lot of hormonal changes are occurring in the first two weeks of that maintenance break. So when you are in a calorie deficit, your hormones are adjusting as well. A lot of different changes are occurring in your body and this is actually the endocrine system of your body that is in control of your hormones and thus controls your metabolism. So your hormones play a very important role in your metabolism and they are affected through dieting. And when you go into that maintenance break, what you're doing is you're bringing your hormones back to baseline or you're rebalancing your hormones is what people commonly, the phrase people commonly use. So. And the number one hormone that we all know is cortisol, the stress hormone. Well, when you're in a calorie deficit, that's a stress on your body. It's a stress on your body to not be consuming enough energy for a prolonged period of time. So the calorie deficit in itself is affecting your stress hormone. It's affecting your cortisol levels, right? And then we all know that calorie deficits or being in a prolonged calorie deficit are also affecting other hormones. It's also affecting your hunger levels. It's also affecting your appetite. So as you come out of that calorie deficit and you go into this maintenance phase and you're eating at your maintenance calories, this is helping improve your hormones. It's helping and thus helping improve your metabolism. And with those changes in hormones, you're going to see improvements in your energy levels, improvements in your stress levels, improvements in your appetite and your hunger. It does take time when you come from that prolonged deficit and move to maintenance to start really feeling the positive effects. But it that's why we say you should take at least a month, preferably three months, because it does take a few weeks for you to really um, notice and achieve those physical benefits. But the other benefit to a maintenance break is the mental side. Being able to take a break from that deficit, it's hard. When you're in a calorie deficit, you're trying to lose weight or diet, it's requiring sacrifice, right? You're eating less, so you're feeling more um, tired, you're feeling more hungry, but also it's causing sacrifice in your social settings, in your relationships, in your schedule. So it's great to have those maintenance breaks to be able to take a mental break from dieting. And the final thing that I wanted to leave you all with for this podcast episode is just digging a little bit further into reverse dieting. So we just talked about maintenance breaks, but reverse dieting is a bit different than just taking a standard maintenance break. With a maintenance break, what I would do with a one-on-one -on -one client is move them immediately after they finish their cut to uh, their maintenance calories minus 150 calories. So I always start them under what I calculate their maintenance numbers to be. And when I calculate their maintenance numbers, I'm using their current weight. So say somebody just lost 20 pounds on their four-month cut. Now, I want to calculate their maintenance numbers using the current weight that they're at. So I need to calculate in the fact that they've just lost 20 pounds. And then I use the rest of their stats, their age, their weight, their height, their activity level. And with that information, I calculate their maintenance calories. But remember what we just talked about. Their metabolism has adapted 
right? Their metabolism has adapted due to that four month prolonged deficit. So now that I've calculated their numbers, I need to keep in mind that they were just in a calorie deficit. So their metabolism is likely not working at full capacity. So I'm going to start them about 150, maybe 200 calories under maintenance for the first two weeks and see how their body responds. If all goes well, if they either maintain their weight or they even lose a little bit of weight, then we know we can bump their calories up again. If their weight goes up with that initial uh, calculation, then what we're going to do is stay there for another one to two weeks and see what happens. Sometimes the weight comes back down because it's very normal when you move from a deficit to a maintenance phase or bulk to be able to see more water retention, right? You're eating more calories. So not only do you have more food in your system, but you also have more water in your system because water is required to convert food to energy. So the more food that you have in your body, the more water you're going to hold on to because your body needs it to convert that food to energy. Also, when you're eating more, you have more waste in your system. So if you haven't had a good bowel movement, you're going to be holding on to more weight. So all of these things factor in to the, the changes that you can see in your body in the first few weeks of going into maintenance. And it's very important to take the things slow. And with maintenance phases and reverse diets, I highly, highly, highly recommend doing these things with a coach. Arguably, arguably, <laughs> a maintenance phase is more important to have a coach in than doing a diet or trying to lose weight because people struggle so much more with maintenance. Not even like the physical side of like, they definitely struggle a lot with seeing those weight fluctuations, but more so I think the mental side of maintenance people struggle with because you can get so motivated in a cut seeing the, the scale change and seeing the results. But when you go to maintenance, you don't have something that's like motivating you as much. Like you're just expecting to see the scale stay the same. So it can be really hard for people to adhere well or stay core. So I highly recommend having a coach for maintenance or reverse diets because it is something that's going to really get into your head sometimes in terms of progress, in terms of the data, in terms of being able to tell, like, is this going well? Am I, you know, improving my metabolism? Am I feeling better? Is my weight stabilizing? All of that stuff. So I highly recommend getting a coach. But with a reverse diet, sometimes if the person has been in a deficit longer than three to four months, right? So somebody signs on and they're like, hey, I want to lose 15 pounds. I've been trying to lose these 15 pounds the last year. You know, um, when you sign up with me one-on-one, -on -one, you do this really extensive questionnaire. And one of the questions is, what has your diet history been in the past year? And that allows me to see, okay, this person did, they started keto at the beginning of last year. They did that for four months. They, you know, kind of spun their wheels, they lost and gained the same five pounds, and then they switched to Weight Watchers, and they tried Weight Watchers for four months, and then, you know, at the end of October, they, they canceled their Weight Watchers subscription, and, you know, the last two months, they've just been calorie counting, and now they just signed on with me in January, and they want to be able to lose weight, but they've been trying for the last year to lose these 15 pounds, so in this scenario, because they've been trying to diet for the last year, they've been in a prolonged deficit for the last year, which this is a good point to make. A lot of times when this particular person signs on in this scenario, they're telling me, I think that I have uh, I, I have issues with my metabolism. I think I'm in starvation mode. I can't lose weight. My body's not losing weight. A lot of the times what actually happened in that last year is they just weren't adhering 
like consistently enough to be able to see that calorie deficit add up to make a difference on the scale. So they might not necessarily physically need that reverse diet or physically have like they might not actually be dealing with this metabolic adaptation. It's just that the adherence wasn't there. But usually at any case, I will start them either at a, a maintenance break or do a reverse diet to ensure that they are physically prepared to go into this deficit. So with anyone that I believe has been dieting for longer than three to four months, I'm going to recommend them to do a reverse diet. I get people all the time that come to me and truly have been trying to diet for years, like nonstop trying to lose 20 pounds for the last two years. So they need that break. They need that reverse diet. So the only difference with the reverse diet versus the, the uh, maintenance break that I discussed earlier is that I would start them around where they've been consuming their calories. So say that for the last year, you have been trying to eat 1500 calories a day and you're in this place now where you're frustrated and you're spinning your wheels and you're not seeing results. Start adding 100 calories a week for a few weeks until you get up to 1700, 1800 calories and then slow down the increase, but continue to increase your calories. That's what a reverse diet is. You're slowly adding back calories. And that is what's necessary or preferred for people that have been trying to diet for longer than four months. They've been at this for six months, a year, or even longer. I've worked with people that have been trying to lose weight for years now, and they need to go through that reverse diet to build their metabolic capacity back up. So you slowly add in those calories. A few other important tips for reverse dieting or just general tips for improving your metabolic capacity. Um, we talked about slowly adding the calories in. Another thing that I wanted to mention was this could be a three to six month long process. It's not going to happen in just one month. You're going to see improvements in just a month, but I highly recommend if you are somebody that has been yo-yo dieting or chronic dieting, I highly recommend a three to six month reverse diet and maintenance phase so you can really build back that metabolic capacity and again, get the mental benefits of taking a break. Um, I mentioned doing it with a coach. The next tip I wanted to say is focus on building muscle. When you're in a maintenance phase or reverse diet, there's no better time aside from a bulk <laughs> to be able to build muscle. Um, with that, you do need to ensure that you are consuming enough protein. So general rule of thumb is 0.73 grams per pound of body weight, and you need to be resistance training, strength training three times a week to be able to build that muscle with progressive overload, which is something we talk about a lot in this podcast. And I will do an episode just on progressive overload very soon. But a reverse diet and, um, you know, maintenance phase is a great time to build muscle. But the other thing that happens here is the more muscle on your frame, the more calories you burn overall because your body has to work harder to repair and maintain or preserve that muscle tissue. So when you're building muscle in this maintenance phase, you're improving your metabolic capacity by having that muscle. The final thing that I wanted to leave you with is just a reminder, it's not always a good time to diet. 
it is like the the saying there's no time like now is not true in the case of dieting and weight loss if you need a break take a break there's no pressure there's no deadline if you think that you are struggling with metabolic adaptation if you feel like you've been spinning your wheels if you feel like you could be a yo-yo dieter a chronic dieter please Take this as a sign to take some time off from dieting. Three to six months, commit to three months just to start. Commit to three months of eating at maintenance, going to the gym and focusing on getting stronger, building muscle, being a badass, hitting PRs. And I promise you, you will not only see a huge improvement in the way that you feel, right? Better energy, more strength. Your hormones are going to be singing praise. You're going to feel so good, but also I promise you it will make an incredible difference on your physique. Just building muscle and taking a break from that deficit will absolutely improve your physique. And that's something that we're going to talk about very soon because I am very passionate about seeing women focusing on getting stronger and building and growing versus shrinking themselves and getting smaller. So we're definitely going to focus on that in a podcast coming soon. But I hope this one was helpful for you and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time.